Oh, hey there, Terrible Warriors. Game Master Justin Eacock here with a special episode right before we have brand new episodes released in September. Now, on Tuesday, we have Sailor Moon, and on Thursday, Blades in the Dark, and the Tuesday after that, on the 12th, is a new game set in Star Trek Adventures. Star Trek Adventures is published by Modifius Entertainment. We have an interview with Chris Birch we released a few weeks ago about their new Fallout Wastelands game. And by the time the new episodes of our game are released in September, you'll have already missed out on your chance to pre-order this game. So if this sounds interesting, you might want to go check that out, bookmark the page, get a copy of it for yourself. So today I'm going to release the character creation process that went into the game. You're going to hear me sit down one-on-one with each of the four players that are going to be joining us in Star Trek Adventures. Velvet Wells, Connell Macbeth, Steve Saylor, and Brent Morris. Now you're going, oh, character creation can be so boring, and it's just kind of rolling dice and doing stats, and nay. Star Trek Adventures took a really cool twist to the idea of character creation, making it an experience in the game itself. Star Trek The Show, as you know, is really focused on the characters and on their development as people and challenging their values and their worldviews. And how do you do that in a role-playing game? Well, Star Trek Adventures does a real good crack at it. Rather than just simply make a character and roll stats and pick out feats from a book, it offers a chance to go through what they call the lifespan creation, where you and the game master sit down and go through seven steps of your character leading up to the point where they arrive at the beginning of the story. These seven steps help you fill in statistics and pick out your talents and feats, sure, but they also force you to ask certain questions about your character's backstory that might not have occurred to you. Where are they from? How were they raised? What important things happened in their career so far that have changed who they are now and have built new values going forward? So sit back and listen. These were four different phone conversations I had with, in order, Steve Saylor, Velvet Wells, Brent Morris, and then Connell Macbeth. And we each went through the seven steps. So you'll hear... The step one answers, then the step two answers, and so forth, all the way to the end of step seven. And this will act as a prequel to our Star Trek Adventures game coming out in two weeks. So hey, check out Star Trek Adventures at Modifius' website. The links are in the show notes, and of course, you can always just Google it. So I now pick up the phone and gave Steve Saylor a call to sit down with him to begin our lifespan creation for Star Trek Adventures. Would you like to pick one of those, or would you like me to roll three, and you can pick from those three? Uh, out of those, I would say, could I be uh, a quarter Vulcan and the rest human? So we'll be human for all intents and purposes of the game, but your grandfather or grandmother is a Vulcan. But yes. you won't be taking any traits or special abilities, especially when it comes to like telepathy, strength, you, any of the Vulcan traits... It's only going to be flavor text. For all yep. purposes of the rules, you're a human character. That's fine. Uh, as it has here, originating on the planet Earth, humans are a resilient, diverse, and adaptable species who develop from fractious, warring nations on the brink of mutual annihilation to a united, peaceful society in less than a century, and manage to forge alliances between former enemies within a century of achieving interstellar spaceflight. They're the founder and pivotal member of the United Federation of Planets, and many of the Federation's institutes can be found on Earth. Humans often exhibit a dichotomy in their nature, being both driven to strong emotion and careful reason. And while they have largely grown beyond their warlike and divisive past, their drive and capacity for aggression are as much a part of their success as their curiosity and analytical minds. So, as a, um, uh, for this first step, you're going to be uh, accepting a species trait. 
You'll get plus one to each of the three attributes, which I'm going to explain to you now, and access to talents unique to that species and pick one of those talents. Okay. So for humans, you're going to, instead of the normal attribute options, you're going to choose three attributes and add one to each of them. At the end, we're going to have our full character sheet. So the attributes in this are your innate abilities. These aren't things that people trained you. These are just who you are. And they, can, they, they include control, fitness, presence, daring, insight, and reason. Uh, reason, daring, and I think insight. Insight. Moving okay. towards that, yeah. You also need a trait. Humans are adaptable and resilient, and their resolve and ambition often allow them to resist great hardships and triumph despite adversity. However, humans can also be reckless and stubborn, irrational, and unpredictable. So you automatically get the trait human. Uh, talent, you will get, uh, 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 I think we're only picking, uh, uh, we choose one talent. You get access to these two. So you can choose resolute. You, uh, uh, you are indomitable and unwilling to succumb to adversity. You can increase your maximum stress by three. Uh, spirit of discovery. Uh, you have the drive, spirit, and courage to voyage into the unknown. You may spend one determination to add three points to the group's momentum pool. So you can choose either you're going to get additional stress uh, from being resolute, or you can um, have this determination skill with the spirit of discovery. I would like uh, spirit of discovery, please. All right. This is like my this is like my geek dream come true. Yeah. So this is pretty awesome. Mr. Velvet Wells, hello, sir. Well, good afternoon to you. Uh, actually, I want to be. Uh, I want to try out Bajoran. Bajoran. Yeah. The Bajorans are a spiritual and dauntless people from the planet of Bajor. The Bajorans have lost much after decades of occupation by the Cardassian Union, and many Bajorans were scattered across the Alpha Quadrant during the occupation. While those who remained on Bajor often acted as insurgents or toiled in labor camps under Cardassian rule. The occupation ended a few years ago, but the scars it left will take generations to heal. Bajor is not a member of the Federation, but many Bajorans scattered by the diaspora have found their way into Starfleet. Bajoran culture places a strong belief in the prophets, celestial beings who are said to have watched over Bajor for millennia. Modern religious doctrine states that the Bajoran wormhole is the prophet's celestial temple. As a Bajoran, you get plus one control, plus one daring, and plus one insight. Uh, uh, you also get the trait of Bajoran. For obvious reasons, Bajorans tend to be hostile towards Cardassians and resentful to those who are dismissive of or turn a blind eye to the suffering of the Bajoran people. While not all Bajorans are spiritual or religious to the same degree, most have a cultural understanding of the prophet's place in Bajoran society. So the uh, talents, uh, you'll receive access to the following talents, and you're going to pick one of these. Uh, orb experience. Uh, you have received a vision from the Bajoran prophets through one of the orbs. This rare experience, though confusing at first, has shaped your life and outlook. You will get one additional value reflecting the insights you received from the experience. The first time this value is challenged, you'll roll one challenge dice, and we'll explain what that means later, in an effect that, and if an effect is rolled, uh, then some foretold element of the orb experience has come to pass and your value will not be crossed out as it normally would have been. Values change and get challenged through the whole game. But if this particular challenge uh, of value, you roll against your orb experience um, and if you roll a success on that or an effect it's called, um, then you actually get to keep that value because you're like, whoa, the profits were right. 
the other one is a strong paw. You believe profoundly in the prophets and rely heavily upon that faith to see you through hardship. Whenever you attempt a task to resist being coerced or threatened, you reduce the difficulty of that task by one. Uh, so, uh, so I have a strong paw. You have a strong paw. Uh, I mean, my ma was strong too, but it's my paw. <laughs> Which is, uh, is it paw? Because it's it's spelled P A G H. Correct. Yeah, it'd so be like paw. a uh, like it's kind of like cough without the yeah. uh, F sound. Puff. A strong puff. No, uh, it, it 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 is paw. It's like it's paw, like P A U sound. Brant Morris, everybody. Hi, Brant. Hey, everybody. Hey, Brian. I'm going to go with human. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll definitely pick that. I think I'm mostly going to roll for these because uh, it's a new game. I don't know how any of this works. Yeah, so. exactly. It's a new game for everybody, including me. I'm going to write down a value here. You have a drive for exploration. Okay. So with the attributes, uh, at the beginning here as a human, you get to add one to um, uh, you get to choose three attributes and add one to each of them. So you get to choose between control, daring, fitness, insight, presence, and reason. Uh, Let's go control, presence, and uh, reason. Reason. Uh, And then as a trait, uh, you're going to get human as a trait. Okay. You will also receive uh, access to the following talents. You're going to pick one of them. So you can choose Resolute, which increases your stress, or Spirit of Discovery, which gives you an extra ability with your determination points. Uh, I'll go for the second one. The Spirit of Discovery. Hey. What up, my dude? Not much, my man. My, my uh, friendarino. How are you? How have old, you been? Oh, doctor, my doctor. I've been well. I'm really excited about this game. It's It's really... Um, that's good. It's I'm really well written. It, it's really well written. I think we were, I think we're all gonna have a fun time. Okay, so step one <laughs> we have is picking out your species and I'm good with being a human. To them. That'll mean everyone on the ship's a human except for Velvet, who's a Bajoran, which is normal enough for a Star Trek show. Almost everyone was human anyway. I was gonna say, like that sounds about like Star Trek, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's yeah, there's always like maybe one alien on the crew, right? Yeah, there's like one fucking guy. <laughs> Yeah, wharf. and we've got that. We've got that one. Velvet's our wharf. Oh. So then, as a human, so as a human, you automatically get a value: the drive for exploration. <laughs> you interested in some shit? Give me some drive. The next bit here is you get to choose three attributes and add one to each oh, of yeah. them. Just pick three: insight and mm-hmm. yeah, control, insight, and daring. Let's say you get the choice of uh, both of these talents. And then if not, I'll fill in the rest from the back of the book. As a human, you have access to resolute. You are indomitable and unwilling to succumb to adversity. You increase your maximum stress by three. And the spirit of discovery, which is uh, you have the drive, spirit, and courage to voyage into the unknown. You may spend one determination point to add three points to the group momentum pool. The normal conditions for spending determination still apply. So you get like an additional use of this determination mechanic to add momentum. Momentum can be spent during the game to um, allow you to re-roll or to add bonus successes to successful roll. Let's go with both if I can. Okay, I'm going to give you Resolute and Spirit of Discovery. Step two is the environment. 
Regardless of their species, Starfleet officers come from many places across many worlds. And while many humans, for example, are born on Earth, there are many more who are born on a colonized world elsewhere in the galaxy or on a starbase or on a starship. We will be choosing between growing up on your home world, in this case, that'll be Earth, a busy mm-hmm. colony, isolated colony, a frontier colony, a starbase or starship, or another species world. Now, I can roll the D6, and we can just decide what your environment will be, and I can roll two, and you can pick between those two, or you can just tell me if there's one of those six you absolutely want. We don't even want to put up two. Uh, I would like to be uh, been born on New Berlin on Lunar Colony. So, Lunar Colony, New Berlin, would that be a busy colony? The character comes from one of the culture's I oldest? I think so, because at yeah. this point, it's within the, yeah, it's within the canon so, that it just pretty much all of the moon is colonized. So. Cool. So, that's a, that is busy colony. The character comes from one of their culture's oldest and most prosperous colonies, which may be another world within their home system, such as Luna or Mars, or one of the first worlds colonized after the culture received interstellar flight. These colonies often develop a fiercely independent outlook and often have developed with little direct aid from their homeworld. The sense of pride that accompanies being a com- uh, amongst the first of their kind to tame another world. So here in the busy colony uh, for step two, uh, we're going to uh, have you're going to get a value and you're going to get a plus one attribute and plus one discipline. So in busy colony, uh, you get uh, uh, at this step, the character gains a single value. This value should reflect the environment and culture was raised within. It's a good opportunity to consider how the character views their own culture and how they connect or possibly don't connect to the philosophies and traditions around their people, which can be, this is, this is, values are, you, you can just invent these. For example, uh, uh, in show, remember when Worf refused to hand over his blood to save the Romulan? Yeah. So he yeah, had a because- value of proud Klingon. Right. Right. Okay. That was his value. And when he was offered, why don't you hand over your blood, the GM says, you have a value, proud Klingon. You would not hand over your blood because of this value. If you refuse, I will create a complication, but I will give you a determination point to use later in the show. So he refuses it. The complication is the Romulan dies. But now Worf has a determination point that he can spend later for momentum. Gotcha. Right? So... So that can be, like, your value at any point in the game. Uh, you also level up. If you ever challenge your value, you cross it out and write in a new one. And maybe the value is never trust a Romulan, and then one day Worf actually has to work with a Romulan and realizes they're not bad. And one of those examples is when Archer is with the Zindi, and he's convinced that all Zindi are bad because they attacked Earth. And then he meets yeah. one of the arboreal Zindi and realizes that they're not all to be, you know, uh, 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 enemies and he yeah. challenges that value he crosses it out so he can get extra momentum in that scene but he can never use that value again at the end of the scene he writes in a new value which is um, new worlds new civilizations gotcha okay. right he grows as a character so your values yeah. are not unlike your attributes and your yeah. talents your values will change throughout the game they will be challenged and pushed and you will become someone else but right now this is your world view your values yeah. represent your biases and prejudices in the world around you um no you know what being a proud member of the starfleet family oh well that's that's your that's the next step is your upbringing oh okay yeah okay yeah. Right, okay. This is this is just about the, the the world around you, but yeah, I mean, uh, 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 proud Starfleet tradition you know is what? absolutely. A value. You know what? Can we can we literally call this? Okay. Okay. I have an idea. I have an idea. I have an idea. Can we do the uh, the value Starfleet never lies? 
There, well, it's um, uh, one of the examples here they have later also in that is a responsibility to the truth. Right, okay, because right. I thought of, like, Starfleet Never Lies, because I'm, like, the start the Starfleet. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, Wesley Crusher. No wrong. Yeah, yeah, the Starfleet can do no wrong. That's, that's okay. kind of, yeah. I'm going to write that down, too. Starfleet Never Lies. <laughs> Starfleet, we, we don't lie. Starfleet doesn't lie. After a busy colony, you choose one of the following attributes and increase it by one, daring or presence. Uh, presence, then. All right. Um, and then finally, choose one, command, security, or science. And increase that discipline by one. Now, there's disciplines. There are six disciplines. I think they're pretty self-explanatory. Command, security, science, con, engineering, medicine. Right? They're the the three departments broken up into the six disciplines. Look, see, I'm looking at Geordie LaForge, and I kind of want to be a Geordie LaForge-like character. That would be command. That would be command. He's a department head. All right. Okay. Yeah. Command, then. I, I would like this one to be random since I have picked the other parts. Okay. La, 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 la. Uh, oh, it's a D6, not a D20. Let me roll the D6. Da, la, la, la. No, it's on the floor. Ah, I got too excited. Steve didn't let me roll any dice. Number two, a busy colony. Would you want it to be a refugee colony, this busy colony? I think that makes sense. And so you were, during the occupation of Bajor, you were cut off from Bajor and yeah. uh, depended heavily on the uh, uh, assistance and aid brought in by people like the Federation. Mm-hmm. So at this step, so you have more of a of a row Laren upbringing than a Kira Nerese upbringing, right? Right. So yep. at uh, uh, at this step, uh, you will gain a single value. This value should reflect the environment and culture the character was raised within. It's a good opportunity to consider how the character views their own culture and how they connect or possibly don't connect to the philosophies and traditions of their people. I would say my worldview is offer a kind hand to a kind heart and a closed fist to everyone else. You get to choose one of the following attributes and increase it by one, your daring or your presence. Mm, I'm going to go with presence. You get to choose one of command, security, or science and increase that discipline by one. Uh, I will choose science just to keep it separate from what I normally do. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's say a big colony. It'd be cool to like live on Mars or one of the more busy planets. They I, don't. Uh... I want to say, uh, unfortunately, you're the third person I've called. Uh, both Steve and Velvet are from busy colonies. Okay. So we can all be from the same environment or we can mix things up. I see. Uh, I mean, I could be from Earth. Earth's probably yeah, a, the busiest uh, colony. <laughs> uh, Steve, who's a, a, a science track character, is a um, uh, he. He grew up on New Berlin, on the lunar colony. Oh, okay. Right. Uh, and Velvet is a Bajoran who grew up on a busy colony that was uh, also being a Bajoran, a uh, a major refugee camp uh, for Bajorans escaping from the Cardassian occupation. Um, both of them are busy colonies, but both of them are very different backgrounds, right? You might, right. You, if you want to pick busy colony, it might be uh, from uh, Alpha Centauri instead of from Lunar Colony, right? You don't have to be from Seoul. You're just from one of the earliest colonies. Um, or uh, we can have it from Earth, or we can uh, roll this little D20 I got in my hand, and we're going to leave it up to chance. You don't always get to choose where you're born. All right, let's leave it up to chance. Yeah. I mean, I have my own ideas about what I want to do, but... Uh, you can always you say, no, nah, I don't like that. Do you want me to roll... I'll roll two options, and you can pick from them. No, nah, just roll it. Whatever. I don't care that much. Well, I rolled Busy Colony. 
Oh. <laughs> Roll a two. Yeah. So the character comes from one of their culture's oldest and most prosperous colonies. At this step, the character gains a single value. This value should reflect the environment and culture the character was raised within. This is a good opportunity to consider how does the character view their own culture and how they connect or possibly don't connect to the philosophies and traditions of their people. In which, uh, of which you can tell me which busy colony it was. What was it? Uh, I think we're going to go with Elsa Centauri. That sounds cool. Yeah, uh, I mean, the, the idea Earth. that's sort of stuck in my head right now is, you know, if my character is from such an old colony, it's uh, his, his, his view of humanity is beyond just like the Federation is humanity. He's, he's, you know, I'm trying to think of how to put that into some sort well, of Well, there's like, phrase. you know, you come from a, a culture now about 200 years who tamed one of the first to tame one of these worlds. Altison, he's like a future rich kid. There's no money anymore, but there's still entitled shits that come from <laughs> to think they're more important than the Federation. I'm going to put in entitled colonist. <laughs> entitled colonist? Sounds good. Sounds good. Choose one of the following attributes, daring or presence. Uh, presence. Presence. Uh, choose one of command, security, or science. Uh, command. What environment did you grow up on, or do you want me to roll this D6? I'm going to say, uh, like, a, a backwater. Backwater. So, uh... I may the, just be a small country chicken. Frontier colony? Yeah. So as a frontier colonist, you're going to, uh, uh, get a, uh, an attribute from the following. Control or fitness? Oh. Which uh, one? control, I'm going to say. Another control. And discipline. And we're going to increase that by one. Let's go with security. The values. At this step, the character gains a single value. This value should reflect the environment and culture the character was raised within. It's a good opportunity to consider how the character views their own culture and how they connect or possibly don't connect to the philosophies and traditions of their people. So you grew up on a frontier colony world, uh, far from uh, immediate aid from the Federation, where maybe you didn't have to rely on technology. You had to build things yourself. You had to rely on yourself. And if trouble came calling, you had to deal with it yourself. Yep. Uh, so uh, what kind of value, worldview, bias of yourself that you would attribute to your character having grown up in that environment? I think the self-sufficiency is good. Self-reliant. Yeah, does that make sense? Is that, is yeah, that no, that's fine. I'm just going to write down self-reliant. That brings us to step three, your upbringing. The nature of yeah. a person's family and their surroundings as they grew up can have a massive impact upon them, and whether they accept this influence or rebelled against it will shape the rest of their lives. A character's upbringing provides them with three points spread across two attributes. Which attributes can be increased and by how much determined not only by the upbringing chosen, but also by whether that character accepted their upbringing or rebelled against it. Each upbringing also gives the character a single point to add to one of their disciplines, which each upbringing having a choice of which discipline can be increased. Finally, the character receives a single focus, which should relate in some way to the upbringing chosen. A few examples are provided in each case. Finally, each upbringing gives the character a single talent. A character may, a player may choose their character's upbringing or randomly determine it. Your upbringing can be, uh, you had a Starfleet upbringing, a business upbringing, agricultural, science, artistic, or diplomatic. Starfleet upbringing. So Starfleet upbringing, you don't even want to roll for it. Um, nope. 
Your character's family may have a strong tradition of Starfleet service, with at least one member of the family in every generation serving the Star Federation in this way. Perhaps both the character's parents were Starfleet officers who met in the service. Either way, the character's formative years were influenced by Starfleet. If you Did you accept this upbringing, or did you rebel against it? I accepted it. So as accepting it... Uh, uh, you uh, you accepted this upbringing. The orderly, purposeful life increased their control by two and their fitness by one. Ooh, cool. Uh, disciplines and focus. The character's exposure to the ways and traditions of Starfleet allows him to increase any one discipline. Command. One of those. Command up by one again? Yep. Okay. Uh, and then the character's focus should relate to their connection to Starfleet, covering skills learned during the character's formative years. Examples include astro-navigation, composure, extravehicular activity, hand-to-hand combat, maybe renamed to a specific martial art, hand phasers, small craft, Starfleet protocol, Starfleet recognition, history. Or you can, uh, you can propose one of your own. But uh, focuses are, unlike values, they're speci- they're, think of them like an actual course you would have taken. You know what? Now I'm thinking about it. I think one of my parents uh, was adept at, at, uh, at being a pilot. So, yeah, let's do... Do you want to get small craft? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, this let's is sort of how politics. you were raised. So diplomacy yeah. and politics. And so does, does that include religion or is that... Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm sure it does. Yeah, yeah. The so character has been exposed to the complexities of political thought and the nuances of diplomacy since they were young, perhaps because a family member was involved in those fields. And I'm happy to throw in diplomacy, politics, and religion uh, yeah. into that. Bej- uh, Bajorans are one of the very few really religious characters in Star Trek. So it's yeah, one of the reasons yeah. why it's not mentioned in, in most other places. And uh, I have no problem softening that to just be politics because religion is also politics. <laughs> and it certainly was on Deep Space Nine. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, so you can, um, uh, you can accept the upbringing or have rebelled against it. I have accepted the upbringing, but not their way. <laughs> I'm rebelling against where they want me to do it, not what they want me to do. Okay, so... Yeah. If the character accepted this upbringing, they're disciplined and well-versed in the arts of debate. Or, if the character rebelled against this upbringing, they're instead sought more tangible things to focus on. So, that sounds yeah. like if you, if you accepted, if you, you, don't res, you don't resent being brought up in that life, but you don't accept their way. Right. It might be that you yeah. sought other things to focus on instead of this um because the option here is uh, if you accepted it you get control and presence if you rejected mm-hmm. it you take fitness and reason so i'm gonna i'm gonna take the uh, reject uh a to balance it out and also uh, just to uh, yeah just to balance it out a little bit yeah so you you you're more of an agnostic bajoran it sounds yeah the way, way well it's it, yeah so my my concept was that i was raised by a religious leader i've learned all these skills i i do believe in the prophets but there's more to life, and there's actual people who are suffering, and let's deal with that, not just the hope of being saved. Mm. So the character's familiarity with the practices and perils of diplomacy and politics and the law allow them to increase any one of command, con, or security. Uh, let's go with um, security. We're gonna bring your oh, sp- sorry, con is the navigation and stuff, yeah. right? So let's go with that one. Okay. 
Your con goes up by one. Growing up, you've rebelled against this. You've taken on a more tangible things to focus on fitness and reason. You took your con ability here as your discipline that you focused in, and your character's focus should relate to the to the preferred way of applying their skills. Examples here include composure, debate, diplomacy, espionage, interrogation, law, philosophy, and Starfleet protocol. Focuses are, think of them if like a, a specific course you would take. Uh, Picard would have a focus in anthropology. So, what about what, what about something like uh, language, like linguistics, or something? Uh, perhaps, especially growing up on a on a on a, on a colony world. Exactly. Um, so, so xenolinguistics or something. Uh, xenolinguistics. I don't know. No, I'm going to put that down. Linguistics is fine, but <laughs> no, I like xenolinguistics. It's a good Star Trekky. Yeah. Hmm. And so, is this well, something we roll for? I can roll this? for this. Yeah. Because I, I can't decide between a certain two, so roll it. So I have here uh, an agricultural or rural background. The character grew up surrounded more by nature than by people. Hmm. Does that feel right, or do you want to try a different one? Uh, I was, I was, I was thinking uh, either the 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 commercial or business yeah. or or politics and diplomacy. Let's let's, let's go with business. Uh, yeah. The character's family has connections on countless worlds, overseeing and directing some grand business endeavor. They might have been traders or involved in interplanetary freight. Either way, the character has grown up encountering people from all walks of life, including those from outside the Federation. Their outlook on life has been shaped accordingly. Sounds good. So uh, do you accept this upbringing or did you rebel against it? Oh, I accept it. Uh, you accept this upbringing. A cosmopolitan, ambitious lifestyle increases your daring by one and your presence by two. Haha. I'm a charismatic bastard. The so character's far. experience with their family business has allowed them to increase any one of command, engineering, or science. I guess, I guess command out of command those again. choices. Yep. Yeah. Oh, the disciplines, of course, are broken up as command, con, security, engineering, science, and medicine. Uh, now, here you get to pick a focus. The character's focus should relate to the nature of the family business, covering skills that are valuable during trade or which will be useful to the family business in other ways. Some examples here can include finances, geology, linguistics, manufacturing, metallurgy, negotiation, surveying. Yeah, what kind of business they had. Uh, let's go with uh, manufacturing. We make space widgets. Oh, uh, uh, self-sealing stem bolts. No. Self-sealing <laughs> stem bolts is this, this ongoing joke in Star Trek. Oh, yeah, yeah, let's go with those. Self-sealing stem bolts. I like artistic and creative. Well, actually, no, you know what? Diplomacy. Give me, give me some of that diplomacy. The character has been exposed to the complexities of political thought and the nuances of diplomacy since they were young, perhaps because a family member was involved in those fields. Do you want to back out or do you want, to, do you want me to read the artistic one as well? No, I like that. Okay. So, if the character accepted its upbringing, they're disciplined and well-versed in the arts of debate. If the character rebelled against this upbringing, they've instead sought more tangible things to focus on. I like that, though. Which one? Did you like accepting yeah, or I like the rebelling? Of the... So having accepted the upbringing, you're disciplined and well-versed in the art of debate. You, will, you get to increase your control by one and your presence by two. Ooh, I like that. The character's familiarity with the practices and perils of diplomacy, politics, and the law allow them to increase any one of command, con, or security. Let's do command. 
focuses are unlike values. Focuses are think of them like an actual course you took in school, like the name of a course. Diplomacy. Let me say diplomacy again, if that's okay. Okay. We now arrive at Starfleet Academy. The years spent at Starfleet Academy are some of the most memorable and definitive of an officer's life, shaping the direction of their career going forward. For those who pass the grueling entrance examinations, the Academy takes four years, covering a mixture of intense training, academic studies, and practical experiences. Much of this takes place within the main Starfleet Academy campus in San Francisco, but other campuses and annexes exist across the Federation. A cadet may spend time at any of these before they graduate. A graduate of the Academy receives a commission as a Starfleet officer with the rank of ensign, after which they may wait several weeks or even months for their first assignment. Some cadets, particularly those pursuing a doctorate, choose a path that requires an additional year or two of training and study, and instead will graduate at the rank of lieutenant junior grade. A character's time at Starfleet Academy has a significant impact upon them in game terms. The way these improvements are provided is explained fully below. You may choose your Academy's Academy track or randomly determine it from the table by rolling a d6. The command track, the operations track, the sciences track. Now we're picking our shirt color. Gotcha. Uh, operations is considered engineering, correct? Operations is the, uh, the operations track is practical and hands-on, dealing with many of the realities of Starfleet missions, divided broadly into engineering and security divisions. Operations track cadets are defined by a sense of pragmatism, and whether that applies to the technical or the tactical. Uh, operations. In the operations track, you will gain a single value which should reflect some aspect of your character's belief that developed during their time at the academy. The kind of like, it's sort of thinking like the ability to experiment. Like I see, uh, I, I see something. Yeah. Try and keep these open-ended as well. We don't be so specific that they have to yeah, be, yeah. you know, but we all will be so broad they can cover everything. Um, but uh, one of the examples here is like um, a theory for every situation, but you want to have stuff where you like you've tinkered or you invent? Yeah. So what do, how would we phrase that as your worldview on, on the way you see a problem? If we can break it, we can fix it? I feel like I'm kind of like going to be stepping on Connell's... Uh, you're all going to be... You're all want to be engineers. The next bit here is your character gains three points, which may be split between two or three attributes. Uh, you can increase three attributes by one each or increase one by two and another by one. The character may pick these attributes freely. So remember, the attributes were control, fitness, presence, daring, insight, and reason. You now have three points which can be spread between two or three attributes. Uh, let's increase fitness. Okay, that's one point. I'm thinking daring. Let's add another two uh, to reason. Okay. Uh, discipline. You must either select engineering or security as your major, the subject they studied in most intensely. This discipline is increased by two. Uh, considering the fact that uh, part of my history is that I uh, grew up blind and I uh, basically idolized uh, Jordi LaForge, engineering is going to be my discipline. Then the character, then the player will select two other disciplines. These are your minor subjects, which are increased by one each. A character may not have a discipline higher than four at this stage. So it doesn't matter. Your command and engineering are both at two, so nothing will go above four at this point. So you have command and con, security and engineering, science and medicine. You get to pick two of these as your minor studies while you're at the academy. Command and science. Command and science. Character selects three focuses. At least one of these should relate to the character's chosen track. 
Examples for operations track include computers, cybernetics, electroplasma power systems, espionage, hand phasers, hand-to-hand combat, infiltration, interrogation, shipboard tactical systems, survival, transporters and replicators, warp field dynamics. So these are three focuses that are directly related to your chosen track. Uh, cybernetics, thinking computers. I'm thinking I grew up on the moon. You had like we had to kind of like use the ships to be able to kind of move around. Yeah, but this isn't this is this is more spe- like I, I know where you're going. But again, remember, this part is your these are focuses you gained while at the academy. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I, this, this would have been this would have been like chosen, chosen my interest into these. So that's where I pursued. So, okay, yeah, cool. shuttle tech. Uh, yeah. So I will go with Frank. Uh, you will gain, as a science track, your character gains a single value which reflects some aspect of the character's beliefs that developed during your time at the Academy. Now you've moved away from the refugee colony, you've landed mm-hmm. at Starfleet Academy. Because you're a Bajoran, it meant that uh, uh, someone in Starfleet, a uh, captain or a commander, uh, vouched for you, and, 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 and you were brought in through that sort of... Uh, that 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 process, same one that Nog got when Cisco vouched right. for him, because um, yeah. you're not a member world. But there's plenty of Bajorans who serve in the Federation. So you uh, you've arrived here on the good word of someone else, and uh, you work your way through uh, the academy, and you find yourself in the sciences track, the more isolated of the other two. The operations and command all work together, but sciences really stick to their own and their own researching. And uh, um, and, and during your four or more years at the academy, you create another value representing your involving value and worldview around you. And this is maybe the first time you left the refugee colony was coming to San Francisco and all of a sudden living among all these other races and all these other ideas. And there's no temple in sight. Right. Mm-hmm. This is, mm-hmm. you know, this is the other way of living that you've been looking for your whole life. And this is what the academy brought to you. What 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 kind of value might represent that a, a phrase here? There are no wrong answers. No wrong answers. Your character will now gain three points, which can be split on two or three attributes. So I'm going to go with uh, two in daring and one in reason. You must either select science or medicine as your major. The subject they studied most intensely, science. Science, So you're going to get two put into science. That brings you up to a total of three. Uh, And then the player will select two other disciplines. These are your minor subjects, which are increased by one. And these can be across. They don't have to be in the science division, but you took two other minors while you were at the academy. Okay. Well, one would be in navigation. So that's another point to con. Yeah. And... uh, Command, security, engineering, medicine. Let's go with uh, one in engineering. And now the character selects three focuses, at least one of which should relate to the character's chosen track. Examples for command track include anthropology, astrophysics, botany, computers, cybernetics, emergency medicine, exotectonics, genetics, (laughs) geology, infectious diseases, linguistics, uh, physics, uh, psychiatry, quantum mechanics, trauma surgery, virology, warp field dynamics, xenobiology. This is the fun bit here. Like these represent yeah. kind of like the individual courses you took at the academy that you've walked away with now with a particular expertise in. Mm-hmm. Uh, linguistics is definitely. Well, we already this. have xenolinguistics oh, yeah, that you yeah, picked up from true. the colony. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, so so some other things that I did to expand who I am. Mm-hmm. Um. 
I mean, you took you, one of those has to be within your track, but you also said yeah. you took a minor in, in flying around. So yeah. uh, you can throw in like, you know, shuttlecraft pilot or, or that kind of thing. Like small crafts could be a focus um, yeah. as well as just something else you did. Um, so let's do small craft. Let's do. Um, I, wa- I want some kind of uh, martial art. Oh, hand to hand? Hand to hand. Do you want to have a specific type like Aikido? Uh, it shows up all the time in Star Trek, or <laughs> it does. <I> know. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only place it shows up. Um, yeah, let's. Uh, and I, uh, can I look up one of the one of the ones that are listed? I don't want it Aikido or Aikido rather. Um, but can I uh, go and look one up later and just yeah, absolutely. Or yeah, 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 that's fine. So yeah, so we'll go. We'll, we'll do go a hand to hand. Some kind of martial art. Yep. Uh, small craft, we said, and then um, interrogation techniques. Well, this last one here, because uh, yeah. uh, hand-to-hand and small crafts, neither of them really fit into sciences. So one right. of these so three must be directly chosen to your, your chosen track. So astrometrics. Astrometrics is perfect, yeah. So I know how to... Uh, Fly the ship and where I'm going. Yeah, and if you end up crashing somewhere, you'll fight a Gorn. Um, yeah. <laughs> command track. The command track is for those cadets who aspire to command their own starship someday. It focuses on leadership and interpersonal skills, diplomacy, decision-making in crisis situations, an understanding of protocol and procedure, and starship operations, which includes flight control. Many command track cadets begin their careers as flight control officers and pilots, where their training can be put to the test on a smaller scale while they gain the experience necessary for more authority and responsibility. Command track cadets customarily undertake the infamous Kobayashi Maru test during their final year. All right. All right, we're on board with this. The character gains a single value, which should reflect some aspect of their character's beliefs that developed during their time at the Academy. The Federation is a force for good. Ah, the character gains three points, which may be split between two or three attributes, um, and they're spent out freely. So these attributes, again, control, daring, fitness, insight, presence, and reason. You have three points to spend over two or more attributes. Uh, let's go fitness and reason. Uh, so which one's getting the two? Oh, uh, fitness will get the two. Okay, reason and reason. Yep. Uh, disciplines. The player must select either command or con as their character's major, the subject they studied in most intensely. Uh, con is like if you're the pilot. And right. Command is more of, of well, being um, department heads and then ultimately commanders and captains. Uh, I'm going to go with command. Okay, so you're going to receive two in command. Uh, and now you're going to pick one, two minors. Uh, it, these are your other disciplines that represent your minor subjects, uh, which are increased by one. I'm going to go security and engineering. Focuses. You select three focuses here. At least one should be in relation to the command track. Examples for command track focuses can include astro-navigation, composure, diplomacy, extravehicular activity, evasive action, helm operations, inspiration, persuasion, small craft, starship recognition, Starfleet protocols, and team dynamics. Right. Uh, go team dynamics, persuasion, and diplomacy. I think there was one that sounded like that. Yep, diplomacy. I'm going to say command. 
Because like okay. it's, it's it's the road I'm going here, and I'm curious to see what that's gonna what that's gonna yield for me. The character uh, gains three points, which may be split between two or three attributes uh, that you can pick freely. Control insight. I'll take those two and daring. Uh, the player must select either command or con as their character's major, the subject they studied most intensely while at the academy. That discipline will be increased by two. Then the player will select two other disciplines, the character's minor subjects, which are increased by one each. Command. Command. Yes, make it so. Uh, what were your two minors at the academy? I like that, uh, yeah, engineering and science. I like that Janeway was, was at one point a, like, an engineering officer. You can select three focuses. Again, think of these are courses you would have taken while you were in the at least one of these should relate to your chosen track, in this case, command. Um, I'm going to say, like, protocol and ethics, though. Warp core construction and design. I'm going to put down warp core theory. Yeah. yeah. And you believe you're self-reliant. Maybe you took some martial arts while you're at the academy as well. You've taken a focus in, in some hand-to-hand combat or phasers. I like phasers. You know me so well. And a value here. A single value that should reflect... Some characters believe, uh, should reflect some aspect of the character's beliefs that developed during their time at the academy. Uh, you can have something that is uh, like a value can also be like um, a proud Starfleet officer or um, uh, uphold the values of Starfleet, right? Like you can pick up stuff like that. Diplomacy is always an option. We can always talk. And now we go down to uh, step five, your career. At this stage, the player has a choice to make about the character. This decision is a clear one. Is the character a young officer, fresh out of the academy with their whole career ahead of them? Have they served in Starfleet for several years? Or are they a veteran with decades of experience? Um, been young- in Starfleet for, for a few years. So you want to be, so you have young officer, experienced officer, veteran officer. You want to go as experienced officer. The character has had several years of experience in service of Starfleet and is enjoying a promising career. This is the default assumption for characters created using these rules. You will receive a value and can be chosen freely. Again, this is a value of, your free, of, of, of the world around you. And you will receive a single talent, which also may be chosen freely. I'm just going to put a dot there because talents are in a different chapter. So again, you've got a chance here for your value. As your several years of experience in service to Starfleet... We've gone through values now three times. This is uh, this is your chance here. You get four values. This is your last one. What is a worldview you have now as being a Starfleet officer? Dr. Noonien Singh was the greatest engineer of all time. Noonien Singh... Uh, I don't have a lot of historian? room to write this down. Can we write it down to like four words? Oh, Noonien Singh historian? Noonien... Noonien fanboy. Yeah, sure. I don't know if that's actually going to come up at all in the game because there's only one positronic cyborg android out there, but sure. Yeah, but I mean, that, like, if you, like... Am I allowed to jury-rig some nonsense? Um, yeah. So, now we go into step six, your career events. The careers... Now, this might actually... You might actually finally let me roll the dice for this. The character's career is a tapestry of events and experience, but amongst this, a few will have been pivotal moments in the character's life. A character defines which moments of their life are important in retrospect, and what seemed definitive to an ensign in their early 20s may be inconsequential to the same officer decades later. 
This is defined as two identical steps. The player rolls or chooses a career event from the following list of 20, gains whatever benefits it provides, then repeats the process giving the character two definitive career events. Each career event increases one attribute and one discipline by one point each and gives the character one additional focus. Which attributes and which disciplines are improved are guidelines and suggestions for focuses, which will be listed in the entries for each career event. Each career event also includes a few questions to consider about how the event happened and how it affected the character. Some career events also grant the character the option of a trait to reflect the major lasting impact of the character's life. These are not compulsory. The player may wish to combine multiple career events into a single event in the character's backstory or have them as distinct moments in their history. Players may also wish to roll more than twice for career events. In this case, the character can mix and match and benefit each career event that provides, so long as they do not gain more than two attribute increases and two discipline increases and two focuses. For characters that choose the young officer, which we didn't, so I won't worry about reading that part out. So, okay. uh, you have uh, one and 20 career events. Rather than read them all off, uh, would you like me to roll four and you can pick two? Let's roll. All right, so I roll a 19 and I roll a four and I'm really happy to be rolling dice and this is a six. No, it's a six. And, uh, and a 16. So the events happen through you as a, uh, a, a breakthrough or an invention. The other one is you negotiated a treaty the other one is encounter with a truly alien being and discovered an artifact. Um, invention. Invention. So that's 19. Discovered an artifact. Discovered an artifact is 16. Hell, I could have been one of the, the ensigns who found data yep. years so ago. I don't know. 19, breakthrough or invention. Well, that was almost uh, 30 years ago now. So oh, yeah. Unlikely. Yeah. The character made an important technological discovery, devised a new way of using a particular technology, or invented some new technology that will be invaluable in the future. What was the discovery, breakthrough, and invention, and how will it be useful? Um, what did you help develop? This could be any time in your career. Uh, I helped develop part of the technology for the visor. Uh, the, the the visor had already been around at this point, 2371. We're at the end of the next generation. Jordy's already oh, been wearing well, the visor for 15 years. But maybe you helped develop the cybernetic eyes that he will eventually be wearing yes, in first contact. That, that's exactly it, yes. Okay, so you helped I advance with cybernetic eyes. And, and like they mention it, it's one of the options for him to go to, but he doesn't want to do it because it means losing his visor. You're not going to get a visor, but maybe you have artificial eyes similar to the ones he ends up that's, using in first contact. That's exactly what I was thinking. Because but like, like course, one generation, you, if he's using the, uh, the, the I-6, you're using an I-4. Yes, yep. Isn't there other questions for the other... The, the other... Um... Yeah, yeah, I'm going to get to those. So, oh, okay. uh, but we still have some more here. Breakthrough or invention. Attribute. An achievement of this nature often comes from an unexpected decision. Increase any one of your attributes by one. Control, daring, fitness, insight, presence, reason. I think daring because I would have uh, thought it would be... Because I, I essentially experimented on myself. Um, so I thought, uh, like, I would have had oh. to be daring in order to be able to do that, because that's why I have the, the cybernetic implant. This kind of technological achievement does not go unrecognized by Starfleet. Increase your engineering by one. The character gains a focus, reflecting the character's achievement. Examples include experimental technology, invention, or improvisation. Self-experimentation. Let's do that. You discovered an artifact. Oh, yeah. During a survey mission, the character discovered a device or fragment of technology from a now extinct civilization. What was this piece of technology? What did this piece of technology do 
does it still function? And what is known about the civilization that made it? Ooh. I'm trying to think of something that doesn't really change a lot of the Star Trek canon. Uh, but, you can absolutely uh, change the Star Trek canon. Oh, I can. Okay. This might just be sitting in Section 31 and no one else knows about it. Ooh, I found... The, the, the whole planet ooh, might be ooh. under quarantine, like the Guardian of Forever. Or I found the key element in order to be able to make quantum torpedoes. Oh, so what? maybe it's not a key element, but it's a piece of technology. So did you find a yeah. piece of, like, like this ancient technology, um, they're now extinct. Did they blow themselves up in a war? Uh, yeah, because they essentially they, uh, they didn't know how to be able to harness that technology uh, properly, and it just uh, it blew them all up. Did the quantum torpedo you found still function, or did you reverse engineer it? Uh, reverse engineer it. The characters study the technology, produce numerous theories. Increase your reasoning by one. Uh, the character is more able to understand unfamiliar technology. Increase engineering by one. Cool. The character gains a focus, reflecting the event and its aftermath. In examples include ancient technology, computers, reverse engineering. Well, I mean, obviously, ancient technology, that's got to be one. I actually thought it would be reverse engineering, given what we were just oh, talking about. Because okay, you found yeah, this whole well, torpedo. No, you know what? You... That, makes, that makes sense, because it's like, like, I may not understand sort of the, the, the history of this ancient technology, but at least I was able to figure out how, to, uh, how it works. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, reverse, reverse engineering. Cool. So that's your focus. So, again, like, if you're going into a situation where you're like, I wouldn't normally let someone roll the roll, and you have to come up with a task, you're like, well, I have reverse engineering, so I can look at this, and I can work myself backwards. Yes. And, 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 yep. and you can advocate on why you'd be able to rule. I am going to go with experienced. Okay. Yeah, that's the default choice here for the rules. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You have had several years of experience in service and is enjoying a promising career. You can receive a value that is chosen freely. So during your time now as an officer over the course of several years, you have picked up another value of something you see around your world. And this can be just as you imagine what that career has been like as a science officer now serving in the fleet or at a star base. Um, We'll deal with career events in the next step. But uh, Mm -hmm. you've picked up another value that defines you as a Starfleet officer. Always bring home with you. Oh, home is is where your heart is. Because another one could have been home among the stars. And it's just like you don't even even remember Bejo anymore. (laughs) You're just you're at home now, just here yeah. out as like a nomad. Um, I okay. actually I like that better. That's uh, that's more poetic. Home among the stars. Yeah. And now we go into your career events. Uh, your career is a tapestry of events and experiences, but among this, a few will have been pivotal moments in your life. It's defined uh, as two identical steps. You will I'll be rolling uh, to choose career events in the following list. What I did with Steve is I rolled out four, and then yep. I let him choose two. Okay. Uh, yeah. The first one is uh, six, which is a uh, encounter with a truly alien being. Uh, the next one is uh, two, the death of a friend. Uh, Twenty, first contact. And uh, uh, that's six again. Um, Sixteen, uh, that's Steve actually used that one. I want to mix it up. Uh, three, uh, l- uh, lauded by another culture. So you have four career events here and I'll let you pick three and if you want to have some more that's fine but they just won't do anything um, yeah. uh, but uh, these are pivotal moments here on your on your service record uh, you can choose between you were um, an c- encounter with a truly alien being suffered the death of a friend you participated in first contact and you were lauded by another culture 
Well, my ego is telling me there's no choice but to be lauded by another culture. Okay, and you get to pick a second uh, one. I have also uh, made, uh, you know what, I'm going to hate myself for this, but the death of a close friend. The death of a close friend. So we'll do that here first, because uh, it's number two. Yeah. Uh, death of a friend. During an important mission, one of the character's friends was killed in action. Who was the friend? How did you know them? Uh, the friend was from uh, was the first person who embraced me on the refugee colony when we arrived. A Federation kid. A Federation kid. Do you want a name or? Yeah, please. All right. Uh, their name is Aaron. A R E N. Okay. And uh, yeah, they were the, they uh, they not only helped me unpack and get settled, but they offered stuff to uh, to the host family and and me to oh. uh, you know, feel this- like home. Is it since we know now as a Bajoran, you would have needed a Starfleet officer to vouch for you to get into the academy? Could it have been his dad, who was a captain or one of the overseers here at the colony, working for Starfleet Medical? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So his father, or their father, I guess Aaron. Yeah. Was, yeah. Their father um, was the person who wrote the letter of recommendation that got you into the academy. Yeah. And then uh, the two of you didn't see each other, and you met back up while serving post academy. Um, yeah. What was the mission, and how did Aaron die? Well, I can answer that last one because it's, it has to be me. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it's my fault. It's that uh, I uh, I was en route to uh, in what was supposed to be uh, a routine uh, meeting with um, uh, a colonist uh, on the back on the planet. And we got, uh, and Aaron was with me. He wanted to tag along. We were going to catch up, trade stories. Uh, and we got ambushed. I went to push him out of the way and instead pushed him into the way. Oh, no. Yeah. So, out of this, your experience with loss has increased your insight by one. Your character's understanding of grief and recovery has increased their medicine by one. You also gain a focus, which should reflect the character's experiences. Examples can include counseling, but it may also represent a skill or a pursuit the character takes up in their fallen friend's memory, or to prevent the same thing from ever happening again in the future. Uh, can we do first aid? Because mm-hmm. I obviously didn't have it. Um, yeah, first aid is also a, 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 a common move that oh, okay. we can use, but I can... Yeah. Uh, 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 field medic. Yeah. How about that? Not just first aid, but How about, or, or improvised medic. I guess that's what field medic is. They yeah, use like improvised. Be, like, yeah, exactly. Like being like, not just first aid, but first aid in the field where I'm just use gonna, what you have. I'm just going to put in field medic. Yeah. Um, and also increasing your medicine. Medicine doesn't always necessarily mean like, like, uh, uh, Dr. Crusher. It also means counselor Troy, right? right. Like that those are yeah. in the same, D- department. Um, yeah. Now, more happier stuff. You were lauded by another culture. The character was involved in a mission that earned the official praise of a non-Federation culture. They are now considered to be a friend of the people. Uh, what culture was aided by this mission? What was the mission? And why was it particularly praiseworthy? I'm going to admit I don't know the names of many non-Federation we can uh, invent members. Them. We can invent them. This can be like it can be one of like the aliens of the week, right? Yeah. So, um, oh, 
let's see, it was the uh, the um, Percules, mm-hmm. and uh, they were trying to get assistance, but the way that they spoke was very harsh, and it was being seen as a potential attack. And I was able to finally, eleventh oh. hour, figure out the words that they were saying, or a couple of words. Background. Right. Uh-huh. So I happened to, to, you know, dumb luck or whatever, back into they're actually saying flowers, not bombs or whatever. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so does the character do? Do you have any friends or contacts with that culture that can be contacted for help? Do you have you remained in touch with them? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So the character standing and renown has increased their presence by one. And the character's broader understanding of the universe and other cultures has increased your science by one. Hmm. Uh, You also gain a focus, which should reflect your experience with that culture. A focus of this culture, replacing the X with the name of that culture, is a good example, as it would any represent the skills and techniques specific to that culture. So we can also just put the focus down as, what was the name of 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 the species? Percules. The Percules. Uh, yeah. So, percule culture. How would I spell that? P e r c u l e. O l e s. Yeah. Percules culture. Yeah. Uh, you also get a trait. You may gain a trait, which is optional, which should reflect this event. A good example might be friend of the percules. Uh, hmm. This reflects the character's renown amongst that culture and the benefits and problems that such status can bring. Are you cool with that? I am cool with that. Friend of the percules. Young officer, experienced officer, veteran officer. Are you starting your career? Are you right in the middle of it? Or are you just about to retire? Uh, let's say starting it. Okay, you're going to pick young officer. A character is defined by their potential more than their skill. Their raw talent and their expectations of what the universe is like have not yet been tempered by reality. Uh, so, uh, you receive a value which must reflect your inexperience and naivete in some way. Um, one of the I have here is uh, inexperienced and idealistic. Sure, that works. Man, I miss being like that. Talent. You'll receive another talent. This one you don't get to choose. It's called untapped potential. Uh, the character is inexperienced, but talented and with a bright future in Starfleet. The character may not have or increase any attribute above 11 or any discipline above 4 while they have this talent. Uh, whenever the character succeeds at a task for which they brought one, uh, bought one or more additional dice with either momentum or threat, which we'll explain next week, uh, they may roll one challenge dice, and the character receives bonus momentum equal to the roll of the effects rolled on the challenge dice and adds one point to the threat if an effect is rolled. Uh, the character cannot gain any higher rank than lieutenant junior grade as long as you possess this talent. So your 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 rank is capped at lieutenant junior grade. If you get promoted beyond that, you're no longer a young officer. You become an experienced officer. You'll lose your untapped potential talent and take on a new one. We now have career events. Uh, career events uh, uh, are just moments that have happened so far in your career. Now, at this point, you don't have much. So uh, these events will have been things that happened during your training or even your cruise mission while you were a cadet. Um, But uh, either way, uh, these are moments that have defined you so far in your young career. Uh, I'm going to roll four options. You're going to pick two out of them. You're going to let me know what are interesting. And then they're going to arrive with uh, some additional focuses, talents, and and other things. So, uh, So you can choose here between these four, pick out two. Transporter accident. Betrayed ideals for a superior, 
a breakthrough or an invention, and conflict with a hostile culture? Uh, I'm going to say betrayed values and um, the made a breakthrough or an invention. Uh, transporter accident. Okay, fine. Uh, so, yeah, that character suffered some manner of strange accident mm. while using a transporter. It's so great. All right. Uh, uh, we're going to go with betrayed ideals for a superior. The character was placed in a situation where they had to choose between a trusted superior and their own ideals, and they chose to follow the superior. Who was the superior? What did they ask the character to do? And how do you feel about it now? I'm going to say that they were a... It was, it was some Starfleet diplomat that spoke to me and told me to interfere with my family's business dealings in some way. And I guess I did. Now I wish I hadn't done that and want to be a diplomat that doesn't take advantage of people like that. Your family been stealing self-stealing stealing stem bolts off to like the Cardassians or something. They might have been trying to put on some kind of unofficial embargo or pressure on them right. to stop them. And I, and I felt like, you know, well, I, could do, I should do that because I'm in Starfleet, but then I realized that, you know, Starfleet's not supposed to interfere with that shit, so. Yeah, it's a bit of a little gray area. Uh, <laughs> so what were the repercussions of this, and are the details of the event on record? I'm going to say that it's secret, and only me and that diplomat know about it, and I don't really want to tell my family that I screwed with their business because yeah. someone in Starfleet told me to, and I'm not happy that I did it. So you were not right. Uh, you have learned a lot from the superior on how to command respect, and you have increased your presence by one. And you, uh, difficult decisions are part of being a leader. The character has increased their command by one. The character gains a focus, reflecting on the event and its aftermath. Examples include persuasion, inspiration, and investigation. That sounds like persuasion. Yeah. Then the other one we have was uh, a breakthrough or invention. Character made an important technological discovery, devised a new way of using a particular technology, or invented some new technology but that will be invaluable in the future. So this would have been at the academy. You could have been working with a research team, with other professors, part of a larger project, and then you might have been one who made like this critical discovery. Uh, what was the discovery, breakthrough, or an invention? How will it be useful? I figured out a way of long-range transporting that doesn't quite work on... Uh, humans yet, but you can sometimes get a stumble to another sector without a ship in between. So uh, <laughs> maybe not another sector, but just planet to planet transport. Sure, yeah, yeah. Uh, so they're able to transport things directly from Earth to Mars without having to use ships in between as cargo. Um, an achievement of this nature often comes from an unexpected direction. Increase any one attribute by one. Control, daring, fitness, insight, presence, reason. I'm going to say reason. This kind of technological achievement does not go unnoticed by Starfleet. Your engineering increases by one. Well, right. Uh, the character gains a focus reflecting on your achievement. They can include experimental technology, invention, or improvisation. Uh, I'm going to say improv uh, no experimental technology. That seems pretty experimental tech. I mean, can I be a vet? So the veteran officer has it. The character has decades of experience in the service of Starfleet and has served on many ships and star bases. The character's judgment 
and opinions are highly regarded by subordinates, peers, and even superiors. It also means as a veteran officer, you are not allowed to be anything lower than lieutenant. It say. just also means the higher your rank, the higher your responsibilities to uphold Starfleet values. Yep. Whenever you disobey directives or go against uh, orders from a superior, um, later on you're going to have to roll uh, uh, your responsibility to see if it's just something that they can look the other way about. But even if you succeed as a captain, your critical fail for most characters is just at 20. But as a captain, it's 16 to 20. So even if you succeed the role, you might still fall into the responsibility range. It'd be like, you made the right call, Captain, but you are supposed to be responsible and hold yourself to a higher regard. So yeah. anyone else would have gotten away with this, but you're the captain, so the buck stops with you. So yep. even though they don't discipline the crew, they still put a, you know, a mark on your record. Yep. <laughs> right? So, all right, so we're going with a veteran. If that's okay with you, I think that'll be funny uh, as hell. I think that's going to be very funny. <laughs> um, so now that we've chosen that, you also have to take a new value. Uh, the character receives a value with the character's years of experience and the belief that they form for their long career. I want to say something broad, like peace can always be achieved. We've always got diplomacy as an option. Yeah, diplomacy maybe, is always an option. Maybe one of your values is, um, I mean, it might just be like a, a, a proud tradition of Starfleet, right? Yeah. Um, could just be one of your values uh, as, as a decorated officer. Like, there's a great quote from Picard where goes, the number one responsibility of a Starfleet officer is the truth, whether it's empirical truth, personal truth, uh, scientific truth. If you're not prepared to tell the truth, you're not prepared to wear that uniform. And if that ain't the fucking truth right there on its own. Responsibility to the truth. I like that. So now we go to a career events. I'm going to roll a d20. I'm going to give four options, and you're going to pick out two of them. Okay. You're going to tell me what's interesting. Uh, 14, a new battle strategy is one of your career events. Seven, a serious injury. Interesting. Uh, 11, dealing with a plague. 20, first contact. What's the new battle sure. strategy? So the new battle strategy was in combat with a hostile force, the character devised a new strategy or tactic. Who was the battle against? And you can ask me questions. I can give you some lists of like specific characters if you want to be up against. I have no one in the race. Uh, was it in space or on the ground? And what was the strategy that was devised? Doesn't have to be anything. I like the idea of uh, fighting the rebels at one point. That so, it was peace hard won, and people were dicking around with that, and so you know, folks stepped up to deal with it. So, uh, so you've been up against the Maquis. Those are the rebels, right? Yeah. The guys that refuse to stop fighting. Yeah. I would say, yeah. Yeah, so, so, so uh, was Truth this battle against the Maquis in space or on the ground? I would say space. And I was going to say, okay. I, I thought it would be interesting to develop a maneuver because I, I thought this was really cool how they, they, they did this in... Um, they did this in StarCraft, and I don't know if it's a copy of something, but they basically started using uh, warp jumps as tactical movement around the field. So instead of using it to cross huge distances, uh, they would basically like plot and target where they would enter and exit hyperspace, which was like within a combat zone. So they would be blinking around the field. And it yeah, was really, that was... really fucking hard on the engine. But... What I described to you was the Picard maneuver was like a one-shot 
version of that that was done in desperation. Yeah. And what it also allowed him to do was create an, uh, an after image where because it was faster than light and light travels quite slowly over large distances, the Enterprise or the Stargazer appeared in both locations at the same time. Yeah. Um, and the Ferengi didn't know who to attack. And uh, um, so that strategy could have been like taking the Picard maneuver and cranking it up. Yeah. You're now, you've been using the Picard maneuver. So what you would have been using, let's say back to your starship, you were using, I was uh, using as like an example. the Stargate points to like jump around, but multiple times. You weren't yeah. doing it like the Picard maneuver where you were surprising them off guard, but you're actually using it as a way to, to, to jump from point to point to point. Yeah. Um, that would be a real strain on the engine. It pushes the inertial dampeners on the ship to its limits, and you're lucky you didn't rip the thing to shreds. But it was the only way you could outrun the, the Maquis ship, which was running at... It, these ships are much smaller fighter crafts, like five-man ships, that, yeah. that, that, that move like frigates instead of like tall ships. So these guys were running circles around your ship, and, um, uh, and you were able to outmaneuver them by... Uh, building a, a building a warp bubble localized around a small part of the ship that allowed it to move faster than it otherwise should have at yeah. sublight speeds. That's cool. That's, that's kind of fun. I so like that whatever very much. whatever your name is, someone's going to call it the blank maneuver. Um, so that's that. a bit of flavor text. It doesn't actually offer any rules. What you do get is the character's creativity under pressure shows boldness and ingenuity and increases your daring by one. Cool. Character's combat experience increases their security by one. The character gains a focus, reflecting their decisive battlefield leadership. Examples can include combat tactics, hazard awareness, or lead by example. Why don't we just do combat tactics? Yeah, let's do that. Remember your evasive action you were really into? Oh, That's yeah. That's exactly yeah. what you did here. Let's do so that. So we'll bring evasive action back. Sure. You make those push. ships move in ways they're not. You made, you made a starship move. In the maneuverability of like a shuttlecraft, it should not have been able to turn corners it's that quickly. Not designed to do because 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 these starships move like ships of the line. Yeah, they're slow like navy boats uh, through space, and then all of a sudden you had it like spinning like a fly. Uh, okay, so that's uh, that's that's one. We have another uh, your other three uh, career uh, uh, events involve uh, you took a serious injury, you dealt with a plague. Or you made first contact. Serious injury, I'm going to say. Okay, so serious injury. The character was seriously hurt and needed to spend a considerable amount of time recovering. What was happening when your character was injured? And who was responsible? Oh, like when I got injured? Yeah. Hmm. What was happening when you were injured? Were you trying to... Um, do you believe now that diplomacy is always an option? Because one time you didn't try to be diplomatic. One time you tried to be the aggressor. Yeah, I kind of like that. Or at one point he thought that, you know, fighting was the, the way to do it. And it was the answer. And it wasn't. Like, he went through it and he came out the other end and then that was it. Like, could have lost his life, maybe lost a few parts of himself. So in this case, you were responsible for your... No, no, no. Oh, wait. Shit, no. I was going to be like, wouldn't it be fucking cool if he decided to try to be the brash guy to try to be the hero and he got a bunch of people killed? What if your commanding officer thought he was going to be brash and thought he was going to hero, and following your commander's order, he got a bunch of people killed and you survived? 
Ooh, and like his example, you looked up to them and this changed your opinion on the chain of command and the responsibilities of command. And you saw him fail. You saw him lose his command, probably got discommendated. Uh, well, I mean, uh, that's not the worst did. part. It's always just that this guy could have gone a different road and saved a lot of people, but decided to try to be the hero. Uh, and, you know, ended up, A, getting a lot of people killed, and B, you know, injured uh, this guy. Which is you. Injured you. Yeah, and so he carries that as, like, a remembrance of, like, you know, never forget that, you know, you, you can talk things out, you should talk things out if you can. So is it just you got, you beamed down to a planet and it was an ambush? And it was just an absolute massacre? And before yeah. you were able to get out, you, you were shot and, and suffered, like, uh, severe destructor boon wounds? Um, and you had a lot of reconstructive surgery that had to be done to bring you back? Yeah, I like that. Did you ever need prosthetic or cybernetics afterwards? Um, it's a classic, but I was just thinking like maybe he lost a hand. Yeah, we had and, or hand. like maybe he lost an arm or something. And it's like uh, what's his face from um, iRobot, like the main detective guy. Or it's just like every now and then he just kind of like flexes that hand. What if it's your ribs? Those destructor blasts are brutal. Like they can blast a clean hole right through your your, your body. Oh, and so he's what just if, like, he's missing what ribs if one, on cause, side. Because unlike phasers, disruptors are like this charged ball of plasma, and they're designed to be vicious. There's no stun setting with a disruptor. What if you got hit and it blew a, oh, a chunk of hole right through like your chest? Not your heart, but maybe it got one of your lungs. And they were able to like reconstruct the lungs because replicator technology is coming away now, and you have a second lung to mimic off of. Um, but the ribs themselves are now artificial. And he kind of feels it still. And every time breathes. you breathe and you flex the chest, you kind of feel like it's not the same shape you're used to, those floating ribs and the side of your chest. And maybe like when in moments of stress, you kind of rub your chest a bit, like on your side. Yeah. You I take like a that. deep breath and you remember, right? Like you're breathing, but you're breathing because... Yeah, I like that. I like you. that. And it's a little different from the hand flexing gets that flexing feel because yeah, it's, it's are, the same think of thing, how like, broken ribs are so fucking horrible so the character's long arduous recovery forced them to think about their health more it has increased your fitness by one uh being surrounded by doctors for a long time increased your medicine by one which is funny you actually didn't have anything in medicine uh and you have gained a focus which should reflect the circumstances of the character's injury something that helped them through the recovery or something that they took up after recovering. Examples can include athletics, art, philosophy, Starfleet protocol. <laughs> yeah, maybe he doubled down on the protocol. <coughs> and now you also gain a trait. Uh, you may, this is optional, uh, which should reflect some lasting effect on the character's injury or the way they were recovered. For example, prosthetic implant or some form of disability. So I am actually going to put in um, lung replacement as a trait here. Okay. It doesn't necessarily be anything that anyone will ever find out, but let's say you end up beaming down onto a planet with hazardous air that might offer a certain a bit of discomfort or complications unless you have a uh, special breathing apparatus or, or just an additional understanding of your unique medical situation. Yeah. Okay, so you get to increase two of your attributes by one and two of your disciplines by one. Okay. Control. Let's go with that presence. Presence. Uh, and your disciplines, command, con, security, engineering, science, medicine. 
Um, let's just keep going with the, what I've been doing, command and engineering. I probably wouldn't be super great on an away team, but at least I know how to build tinker with stuff if things break. So, uh, as a human, uh, you have you know you don't have any limitations on what kind of name you choose. Um, don't worry about. Oh, it. Um, Adam Monroe. Thanks, Steve. Uh, you also get to increase uh, two more attributes of your choice by one, um, which can be again control, daring, fitness, insight, presence, or reason. Uh, I will go with uh, control mm-hmm. and uh, and daring. And daring, and uh, same deal with discipline. I'll make sure that no this is going over. Two disciplines by one. I'm going to go with command and uh, medicine or science. What science? Yeah. Okay. And that brings your sciences to five, which is like the highest level that that discipline can go to. Okay. Uh, and then. Uh, your um, your name. Uh, what are we naming this Bajoran science officer from the refugee colony, friend of the Percules, who <laughs> lost their friend Aaron on a on a failed mission, but has through you know their focus on science has picked up other focuses in uh, piloting, astrometrics, uh, field medicine. It's been a storied career so far. Mm-hmm. What are we calling? Now, it's got some suggestions here for Bajoran names begin with the family name, followed by a personal name. The individual names are normally short, rarely more than two syllables, with a soft or melodic sound. Bajor is traditionally matriarchal, with children taking on their mother's family name. Uh, family names here that they offer are like Anbara, Anjol, Farin, Jero, Callum, Krim, uh, Latara, uh, Tana, Rail. Uh, let's go with... Uh Lassa Bo, Bo being the first name. Lassa Bo, just B-O? Mm-hmm. Cool. Hey, don't say it like that. Oh, I was just spelling Please, it out. Leave that for the Ferengi to teach. I don't know, you know? it might have been B-O-H. <laughs> That's true. My pa, my ba. Yeah, it might have been B-O-G-H. <laughs> Bo. Let's go with that, actually. I like that. I'll shorten it in my career, yeah. but yeah. The G-H is silent. <laughs> yes. Lassa Bo. Bo, like every time you meet Klingons, are like bo. Yeah. <laughs> um. Cool. So, uh, da, 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 da. I think we're done. Great. Oh yeah. All right. This has been fun. I'm looking forward to it even more. All right, sir. Thank you. All right. I'll talk to you yeah. uh, in a week. I'll talk to you in a week. See you Saturday morning. You get to increase two attributes by one. I'm going to say control and uh, daring. Let's not be a complete coward about it. <laughs> and disciplines, command, security, science, con, engineering, medicine. Let's go engineering up one and uh, security up one. Okay, character details now. We have our human from Alpha Centauri, part of a business, um, self-sealing Stambolt, dynasty. Uh, you um, definitely took a, a liking to both command and engineering at your time at the academy. What's your name? I don't know. Let's go uh, Steve Armstrong. That's a name that just popped out of nowhere. What a generic ass name for space. Lieutenant Armstrong. People call me Stretch. Well, actually, probably Ensign Armstrong. All right, Ensign Armstrong. <laughs> I've got, Perfect. I've got stuff here. All, All right, right, thank you, sir. See you next week. All right, bye. Bye. For now, you can also, also increase two attributes by one. Reason and what was the second one? Fitness. One after that? Presence. There. Yeah. 
Um, and the same deal with discipline. You can't have any disciplines over five. None of you are even close. Um, what do you think I should take? Uh, command for sure. Mm -hmm. Because of uh, the protocol and your own experiences. Um, I think we should give definitely give you con because we've been talking about these evasive maneuvers and you took control of the hands of the ship and you, you, you know how to fly a ship. So you should definitely have that. I'm probably going to give you talents that are going to increase that as well. Okay. Really, the final step here, uh, what's your name? Gavin Schofield. Gavin. Commander Schofield. Coma Commander Schofield. Does that feel good? That does feel good. I like that. Captain Schofield reporting for duty. Thanks. That's it. That's canon. <laughs> all right. I'll talk to you later, man. You take it all easy, right. all right? Go have, go have a nap. I will. All right, cool. All right. Talk to you later. And there you go. We've created our characters for Star Trek Adventures. The first episode of our Star Trek Adventures game begins on September the 12th, where we then create our starship that we will be spending our adventures in. The Terrible Warriors will resume on Tuesday with Mike Dodd and Sailor Moon Thunderheart, and on Thursday with Derek Burroughs Blades in the Dark. Star Trek Adventures is in the second week of September, followed by A Song of Ice and Fire, led by new GM Tiff Compton. This episode was recorded live in front of a Discord virtual audience. Any listener can have access to our Discord channel, but only Patreon supporters get access to listen in when we record our shows live. Now I'll tell you, this episode was 80 minutes long, but the recording took four hours of conversation. And if you were a Patreon supporter, you would have heard the whole dang thing. You can follow us on Twitter at Dice Warriors, and you can find all the information on the show at TerribleWarriors.com. Today's Terrible Warriors and your crew for Star Trek Adventures are Steve Saylor, Velvet Wells, Connell Macbeth, and Brent Morris with Game Master Justin Eacock. We'll see you on Tuesday. Brand new episodes of the Terrible Warriors. <laughs>